Testing. One, two, three, four. Oh, yeah, five. you sound great. Look at you. You know how to project, too. You're professional. <laughs> <laughs> at what? Uh, <laughs> well, to be determined. <laughs> Proclaimed as the City of Destiny, Tacoma has maintained itself as the City of Grid. Tacoma kept its in-your-face artistry and individuality that sets it apart from anywhere else in the world. Our never-say-die attitude continues to this day. We are honored to bring to you those who live in Tacoma and its surrounding areas, whose contributions are what bring this city to life. The reputation is real. Welcome to the Grid City Podcast. Here are your hosts. Welcome to the Grit City Podcast. I am Justin. I'm Scott. No Jeff. Jeff is out, again, living his ancestral home dreams, conjure, <laughs> conjuring spirits from the netherworld. You almost said it right. Yeah, I know. In uh, Grandview, Washington. With us is Derek, uh, serving co-host duties, as he has uh, in the past. Yep, just playing his surrogate podcaster today. Exactly. I love it. No Brogan today. He is manning the uh, the taps at Cosmic Bottles. I need an adult. Robo Brogan here for just a tiny, tiny bit. Uh, and uh oh and look at that my wife is telling me that we're fi- she's finishing up feeding cats and they'll be on their way to terry's excellent boom yeah so that's what my wife's doing lining out your day like yep, your good wife yep. should living the life living the life <laughs> making all dreams happen yes and with us today is a very special guest because i've always wanted to talk to you on a podcast um and it, it does have to do with tacoma and the south sound i was very intrigued and interested with this with me and our other fine esteemed podcasters today is Bill Miller. Bill, you are related to me because you are my father-in-law. Yes, indeed. You better watch yourself. I know, I know. I was, I was worried, but then you I also should be worried. I also realized that he has to watch himself as well because we uh, we found out that his wife, my mother-in-law, listens to the podcast. Oh no! Yeah, that's what I thought too. I was like, oh my dear, I'm so sorry, but. She found it very informative. I bet she did. <laughs> she, she, she listens to a lot of things that I wouldn't. Uh. <laughs> well, you, are you going to listen to your own podcast? I think I will, yeah. All right, then. Perfect. Exactly. No, I know I will. There you go. There's your spirit. <laughs> uh, if you guys aren't listening to us, thank you so much. You can find out our old episodes at GritCityPodcast.com. You can also get links to our Discord channel where you can listen to us live, potentially. Also, there might be some people who might listen to us live. Right now, since Jeff isn't here, he's the one that makes like graphics and tells everybody that we're uh, broadcasting. Um, since he wasn't here to do that, there's no one really going to be listening to us. <laughs> um, but they can listen to us when they go to gridcitypodcast.com uh, and uh, find that Discord. Also, they can be a patron. They can. They go to gridcity... No, they go to patreon.com yep. slash gridcitypodcast. Thank you. And uh, you can get things such as t-shirts, yep. access to old episodes, yep. stickers. Well, yep. I mean... We can really give anybody stickers if they ask yep. very nicely. Uh, we get amazing stickers from diecutstickers.com. We do. I got that right. You did. Good, because it's been a day of podcasting, which means... <laughs> That's been... You've had a, a couple of drinks today. A couple of drinks going on, so... Which is unusual, honestly. Justin is not a drinker during the podcast. Usually it's me. Yeah. <laughs> Usually I'm the one. Well, I am. Well, um, we <laughs> had, I did recently have a barbecue at yep. the uh, at the Stead. For the 4th of July, we had a lot of excess White Claws. 
So I've been uh, drinking down the mango white claws, having that's, a lot of fun with that. That's what it is. You put a white claw in front of him, he can't turn it down. I got a truly over here, a truly T too that I'm going to be sucking down too. It's got electrolytes. It's got no. These ones don't. The wave lines have electrolytes. I got a strawberry lemonade. Yeah, you got a wave line. It's got electrolytes. It's got what plants crave. I've never had one of these before, so I'm I'm excited about it. I'm excited for Derek. You. What are you drinking? Uh, after the last guest that we recorded with, I had to break into that Terminator Stout. Nice, excellent. And, Bill, you're just going with the old water today, aren't you, sir? Yes, because uh, we're going to another event afterwards. I know. It's very fun. And uh, I need to get back to Anderson Island in one piece. Exactly. And this is, this is the one of the reasons why I wanted you on the, the, ep- the podcast, because um, when I met you and uh, when I met uh, my now wife, you were living up in Bothell. And uh, up a, as pretty much as far away in the Pacific Northwest you could possibly get in terms of just being uh, from Tacoma, <laughs> uh, both a little bit culturally and also just by location. And so uh, you ended up moving down here after you sold your home to retire down in Anderson Island. But that's not even really the first time that you had been there. No, back in back in the 90s. And I can't remember exactly what date uh, we stayed uh before there was a Verbo or Airbnb or whatever, people had vacation homes that they would rent out. And we rented one on the lake and took the three little girls there. And we had a wonderful time. I think it was uh, Labor Day weekend. And it was so wonderful that we uh, decided to see if we could, you know, at least afford a lot to build on later. Well, that, that happened. We did find a lot we could build on later. And then, um, we camped there because they have a campground and mm-hmm. then they have a restaurant and they had, you know, paddle boats that were, you know, you could borrow. Uh, so all that was very fun. And then uh, along came uh, a company that specialized in, uh, how could I say this politely? Ripping people off. Oh, oh no. Yeah. So I'll tell that story first. Uh, so they contacted me about my lot, which I hadn't, I hadn't, been able to build on i didn't have the money i didn't know when i would have the money to build on it and uh, but the lot gave you like access to be able to kind of go and check out all these things oh the we were and all of that stuff. we were members of the association so mm-hmm. yeah yeah it included that in our nice. homeowner's suits which were extravagant for, <laughs> for for what we were getting and they still are but uh you know i can't fight city hall and win mm-hmm. um so we uh, got a a letter from a company who shall remain nameless? I can actually tell you. No, you can tell us. I don't, I, don't even, I don't know if they're even still in business. National Recreation Properties Incorporated. Oh, geez. Um, did you see the TV show Chips? Yeah, yes. with Ponch. Wow. Ponch. Yeah. Ponch was the spokesman for this company. Oh, fuck. I remember those commercials. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so they contacted me or us, I should say, because we're both joiners. Uh, joiner, Linda mm-hmm. and your mother-in-law, absolutely, avid uh, listener, and yeah, <laughs> and um, said, "What do you want for it?" So I took the highest number I thought it was worth and doubled it. Figured I'd chase them away. Yeah, and uh, they said, uh, "Watch your mail. We're going to send you some documents you have to sign, <laughs> and uh, after we get them back, uh, we'll mail you out a check for that amount." I went like, no way. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, that's not no. gonna happen. This is a scam of some sort, and it wasn't. Wow. Okay. We we got the money, and so we sold it for for fifty thousand dollars. It was the lakefront lot. Sold it for fifty thousand dollars, and um, 
the, I checked in the property records, Pierce County property records are easy to check, mm-hmm. uh, checked like 10 years later. And what happened with my lot was they sold it to a dentist in California, in San Clemente, California, for $150,000. Oh, wow. He, and the deal was, if you saw the commercial, he said, we'll fly you up. We will show you everything. We'll buy you lunch. We'll put you back on the plane. And there'll be no sales pitch. Nobody's going to talk to you during your, your visit. It's all the same day. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Wow. So they didn't put you up in a hotel. They just picked you up and you know showed you what they wanted you to see, get you all excited, and then shift you off. Boom. Yep. And then they call you up after you've had a chance to you know think about it, and they made the deal one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Damn. Uh, the lot is still not worth one hundred fifty thousand dollars, <laughs> and uh, it's gone through several hands. And uh, I think Jeez. I think the I think the dentist uh, defaulted on it and got it uh-huh. foreclosed. Anyway, that they they've left a bad taste in the mouth of uh, a lot of people there. But they do this all they did this all over the country. They would find Damn, okay, they'd find yeah. these these planned communities that were kind of just not perking. They mm-hmm. weren't going anywhere, and they'd try to get people to. To bail on them. Well, they only came in and offered the best lots: lakefront lots, oceanfront lots, uh, golf course lots. Yep. Those are the ones that they cherry picked, and then they just show off those ones. You'd be like, "Oh, look what you can get." Well, they never showed them the lot. Oh, they just showed them the lakefront and, and all of those pieces, right? And they would say, "Here's, oh, here's, oh, that's that's shitty. Here's, here's the med- <laughs> I can imagine how the conversation would go. Well, they're going fast. This is what's left. Okay, yeah. Any sort of high pressure sales, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, like you've you've dealt with timeshare stuff, so you understand that because you uh, you snowbird in Hawaii as well. Um, yeah, but I've never I've never agreed to any sales pitch. Yeah. from timeshare people. All the timeshare that I own, I bought from private parties. Oh wow! So you, you haven't actually sat through those pitches. And, oh, uh, I have. Oh, have you? Did you get the free stuff? Or I got the free stuff. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's a little stuff. harder than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we did okay with that. Linda finally pulled the plug on that, and she says, "Never again." <laughs> There's two things she said never again to. The other one was flying in a helicopter. Fair enough. Yeah, I've never <laughs> flown in a helicopter, and I'm cool with never getting on that one. Did well, you just do it? Did you do it in Hawaii? We or? did it. We did it in Kauai. We've actually did it on Maui too. But the one in Kauai, uh, she was the videographer. Mm-hmm. I handed her the camera and I said, "Push this button to start it, and just point it out the window." Actually, there was no window. It was, it was just the open, wasn't it? It was. There was no door. Yeah. This was a rescue. This was a, this was like a rescue helicopter. So we're strapped in. We're not falling out of this thing. Yeah, but. The guy was looked like an ex-military pilot because he wasn't doing he wasn't using the helicopter like the most of the tour ones stay flat and slow and slow turns and mm-hmm. this guy was it's like going, all those shots you see in war movies where they're spinning around and going to the side it, and looking yeah, straight if, down if you, you can imagine a, if you can imagine a roller coaster with no tracks not today no I'd rather <laughs> not no, I'm good with well, that I but but it's good for photography. Oh yeah, yeah. Because there's gonna no window to Absolutely, shoot. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, how so. how has her videographer skills? You can see it online. Really? Yeah. Oh. You go to uh, go to YouTube, and the the uh, keyword is my nickname, Bothell Bill. Mm-hmm. And you can see other other videos. Actually, really? there's one about uh, uh, Anderson Island on there. Is there really? What's that one about? That is a drone video 
from Oro Bay. It's a large wow. saltwater bay at the south end of the island. Wow. Yeah, you've been into the drone stuff, which, by the way, I need to get back to my house. I need you to do some cool drone stuff. Like, okay. you're really into that. Like, uh, one of the fun things, even with, um, you, know, you know, talking with my wife, uh, your daughter, is just how much of a, of a tech head you've been hmm. uh, your entire life. Like, it's really been something that you've been trying to be on the forefront of all the technology and stuff. Yeah, um, I, I will respond to that this way, saying mm-hmm. yes, uh, and people rely on me <laughs> for stuff, and I like, like to resign and, and, you know, retire from that. Um, <laughs> but I've also had a different track. I had the, the foodie track. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How's that with that? Well, you know, it started, and, and rest in peace, Mom. Uh, mm-hmm. It started with my mom not being a very good cook, and my dad didn't cook hardly anything. So, enough, so yeah. I, I have my option of eating my mom's cooking or cook it myself. Ah, okay. So I was self-taught. I made stuff that I liked, and then I got better at it, and you know, like that. So a food, food has been a, a big, uh, big thing in your life then as well. Can't you tell? Yeah, I'm not going to say anything because we look at all of us here, I'm, except, for, I'm, except I, for Scott. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I no. work not. <laughs> Definitely love that food. Now, I want to start kind of at the beginning of you coming up to Washington um, because uh, you uh, are from California originally. And when did you? It depends on what you call originally. Oh, okay. I was born in Detroit. Really? Yes. I didn't even know that. I ah, really born yes. in Detroit. My father was Air Force. Uh, my mother was uh, captured in uh, Canada, in Newfoundland. Oh, yes. They, they, they met, and they got mm-hmm. married in Newfoundland. Oh, really? Yeah. And he had to go through all kinds of hoops to, to bring her into the States. Um, but, yeah, I came along in, uh, in 1952 when they were living in Detroit. I don't exactly know what he was doing when he was there. Uh, he's done. A, he did a lot of jo- different jobs, but uh, I lived in New York, on Long Island. I lived wow. in. I lived in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. I lived in Huntington, West Virginia. I lived in Biloxi, Mississippi, El Paso, Texas. Wow, kind of all over the place. Was that was that just moving with the family, sort of just bouncing dad, around? Dad did what the Air Force asked him to do. Oh, and okay, that was, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, and, yeah. And he blew it. Oh, yeah. So uh, he he was asked by his uh, superior officer, said, I have a, a, a job for you. You know, mm-hmm. I want to put you I want to station you uh, in Paris. Ooh. And he said and my dad said, well, no, um, I want to stay with my family. He says, no, you can take your family. Oh, and he turned it down and he said, I want to stay in the United States with my family. And his officer said, okay. He didn't say, I promise. He just said, okay. okay. Yeah. And not like just a short time later came to him and said, okay, you're shipping out to Iceland. That's not. <laughs> That's none of those things. It's not Paris. Yeah. I can tell you, I've been to both places. I know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. So how did like, so he went to Iceland. He went to Iceland. My mom and I went to my grandparents in Kentucky. Oh, wow. Yeah. They're a bunch. Mm. (laughs) The Kentucky bunch? Yeah. Um, Let's see. Uh, McConnell. McConnell? 
Mitch McConnell? Mitch McConnell hmm. is a Kentuckian. Oh, yes. He, he pretty much epitomizes my opinion of the Kentuckians. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. And I'm yeah. going to say that's probably not very popular. The what, what, watch, <laughs> watch, watch the comments come in on that. <laughs> oh, I doubt that on that. With the, with the people here. I think the only arguments we've gotten was the fact that when we had Flat Earth people on, and then people are yelling at Scott for us letting the flat earthers on. Yeah, they don't like the flat earthers. For, yeah, for they got really mad reason. about that. But who do they who do they hate more, the flat earthers or Mitch McConnell? I, the flat earthers, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Really? That, that's our group of people. It's well, kind of an interesting group. Yeah. Well, you can vote out Mitch McConnell, or he's going to die. But flat Earth is here forever. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you end up in California then? So my dad uh, uh, left the Air Force. Uh, after being in El Paso for, let's see, I was there for third and fourth grade. Wow. Okay. That, that was the longest period, you know, that I remember. Oh, wow. So you moved a lot. I frequently, I, I lived, I lived in one town for first grade, one town for second grade, one town for third and fourth. And then when we moved to California, I was in fifth, fifth grade in Southgate, California, which is a suburb of LA. Okay. They had a big. A GM plant. His his brother got him a job there. Oh, nice. Okay. And uh, let's see. Then we moved to uh, Norwalk, which is even more of a suburb, it's <laughs> further away. And it's great if you like Mexican food. You get some good. That's like seventy. <laughs> that's like seventy second down here. We've got a great streak of Mexican food. That's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And then when we got married, when Linda and I got married, we moved to La Mirada, which is even further out. It's closer to Disneyland than it is to Los Angeles. Oh, nice. That's a good, that's a fun commute then. Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't a fun commute because traffic in L.A. was terrible. And I don't think it's gotten any better. I, I don't think so. Now, having, you know, spent a little bit of time with traffic in L.A. compared to Tacoma traffic, how do you feel about it? Is it like just night and day or at least not comparable? Because I always complain about the traffic around um, here. Everybody says how polite. I mean, when I moved here, everybody would tell me, oh, it won't be at all like California. Everybody's going to be so polite. I didn't run into a lot of those folks. <laughs> <laughs> they, they wanted my spot. They wanted to chase me off the road and take my place and, you know, drive as fast as they want. And on the way here, I th- probably saw... Um, half a dozen people run red lights. Yeah, that about makes sense. In uh, brazenly, Tacoma. not oh, almost. Oh yeah. oh yeah, that's. I mean, I think that just comes uh, around here. Just the fact that you know, most of the time you're not going to have to worry about the police giving two craps about it. Uh, there's not enough police force around here for it to matter. And even if it did, it's kind of like fireworks. They're just like the. You know what? It's 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 reached this point where if it's not domestic violence, a murder, or a bank robbery, they don't care. Well, I mean, even with the bank, I don't know. I don't see a lot of bank robberies. I do know that they had a guy who well, blew you know, up the we- uh, Wells Fargo ATMs. What's 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 cool oh, yeah. about being a bank robber? Is, <laughs> what's cool about being a bank robber? Well, the banks the banks have insurance. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you yeah. walk in there and say, "Give me the money." They say, "Here you go. See ya." Filled with a die pack, and then it explodes, and then you got to do not that. much, not much of that. I mean, hopefully the cameras are running, and they can, you know, the FBI, enough, yeah. FBI will see somebody that they've seen before, mm-hmm. and they have at least some kind of lead on it. The bulk of bank robberies go, you know, they just go nowhere, the nowhere. They just can't find them. It's the people who get greedy and they keep doing it. And then you'll see them on David Rose on on Washington's Most Wanted. Well, yeah, the stupid ones are going to get caught. 
The ones <laughs> that kind of how that always works, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you ended up uh, ended up here up in Bothell. Okay. Look, the story about that yeah. is we were both working full time down there, and Michelle had been born, mm-hmm. and so that was uh, 1979. Mm-hmm. Yes. And. Uh, she was she was working nights. I was working days, and so we traded off who was watching Michelle in mm-hmm. between. Uh, and uh, one day I would come home from work saying, "I hate this place. Let's get out of here. Let's find some other place to live." And she'd talk me out of it. <laughs> and then she'd have a bad day, and she'd come home, and she she would say the same thing: "Let's get out of here." And I say, "Oh no, no, it's not that bad." Well, suddenly. Sometime in uh, 1980, I think we synchronized. We and both came both home. Hated it. Both came home, and <laughs> and, and uh, she had a benefit that I didn't have. She was she worked for the AT and T organization. Um, they broke up AT and T in 1984, but before that, there was AT and T phone company all mm-hmm. over the country, and uh, they had an easy transfer. So you could find out through your management what's open, what are the openings oh, wow. okay. in these other places. And her sister had moved up here, uh, Sue. You've, yeah, yeah. Sue and Richard uh, moved up here, and uh, they bragged about it. You know, they 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 left to hike. Oh, they absolutely. Oh, hike. Sue is Sue is ama- an amazing hiker. She's done stuff like kayak to Alaska. Well, and- she they they built a sea going kayak. And two women, they, they they trucked it up to Ketchikan and rode back okay, to so Port they, Townsend. They came back, yeah, in it, a kayak. It took like six weeks. Yeah. And get this, uh, they didn't stop. They didn't stay in official campgrounds. They just saw a nice spot on the beach and pulled in there. And not knowing whether or not there was bears or not. We did the last episode. We were talking about bears. <laughs> yeah, like a bear will just come up into your tent. Like it doesn't care. Well, it's looking care. for food, and unless they're really hungry, people are not food. Fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> you kind of hope you just kind of hope you run into a not hungry bear. But they want to be competitive for your food. So if you want to get your food back, they'll probably stop you. <laughs> so to speak, I'm the same way. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, don't touch my plate. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, and she's done stuff like literally, like she's biked across America <laughs> twice. Oh, she no she went all the way from Port Townsend to Maine, okay, and then she she uh, took a train down to Los Angeles and went from Los Angeles to Florida on bikes on bicycles. Oh, yeah. No way, not a chance. I would ever do that. You don't it's think never, so? It's not going to happen. It seems like no. it would be kind of an almost fun sort of thing to do. <laughs> no, I thought about being homeless on a bicycle one time. Did you? Uh, you thought about it once? Yeah, it didn't work out. It didn't really work out. <laughs> <laughs> so she and uh, her uh, her husband, Richard, really talked up they, Washington. Right. So, so we were looking all over. And at the time, I had just started learning how to make wine. Uh, one of my 30 or 40 different professions. Um, and really I've got them all listed in case you ever want to see it. Oh, really? Uh, (laughs) and, and, uh, I said, okay, I think I want to go back to school and officially learn winemaking. Oh, wow. And so the best school in the country was in California. It still is. Okay. Uh, it's up at uh, UC Davis. And they have a winemaking school course. Oh yeah. Wow. Okay. Everybody that graduates from that course uh, works for somebody else, but then morphs into having their own winery. Oh, wow. So, okay. and so I was, uh, what, 20, 
20 something, 20, late 20s. So if I'd gone there, it would have been like early 30s. And by now, you know, mm -hmm. I'd either be penniless because <laughs> <laughs> not all wineries make it mm -hmm. uh, or a multimillionaire. So. Or, yeah, you could sell like St. Uh, Michelle just sold for like $1.6 billion. $1.2 billion. $1 .2, okay. Now, keep in mind that they didn't, San Michelle didn't own themselves at mm. that point. They did not sell themselves. Ah. The owners, a tobacco company. Really? A tobacco company put them up for sale to these investing, this investment ah, group. And they don't gross. know anything about running a winery. So San Michelle will just continue doing what they're doing. Doing what they're doing. Well, they're yeah. making money. Oh, yeah, so, of course. I mean, that's why an investment group would be interested, right? They want <laughs> yeah. a piece of that action. Absolutely. So, yeah, no, uh, that didn't work out because UC Davis was out uh, where? It's out uh, north of San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And... Linda could transfer. I told you about the transfer process. Yeah. She's going to transfer to uh, wherever San Quentin is. Oh, going to prison? No. Well, no, she wasn't going to work in the prison. Oh, but like, that's, oh, that, that's the That's the town that she would have, oh, she would have to oh, work dear. in. And then it would be like a two-hour commute each way to go to UC Davis. Oh, and that's just not that, feasible. That wasn't that workable. Point. So then the backup plan was, well, let's go to Washington. Nice. Let's go to Seattle. The best backup plan ever. She, she was actually she was actually living in. Where was she? Living? She was Sue was living in Edmonds. Okay, yeah, a little know? bit north of Seattle. So there. yeah, so it was a short walk to go see the beach and go to the nice you know stops, shops, and restaurants and what there. Mm -hmm. um, but Linda came up to visit. Uh, first, I came up to visit Sue. I was working one of my <laughs> one, you one of my many dozens of career. Uh, options. I was working as a purchasing manager and traffic manager for a, to, to simplify things, call it a propane tank company. Propane and propane accessories. <laughs> the, yep, yep. So I was the guy that bought, I didn't buy the steel, the boss bought the steel, mm -hmm. okay. but I bought everything else. Okay, so all the rest of the components. And when they were all done, if we didn't put it on our own truck and deliver it, uh, I had to bring in somebody to pick it up and take it to wherever mm -hmm. the owner wanted to be. Yeah. So, uh, so that's where I came home and, uh, I don't think that was where I was working at the time, but anyway, uh, hit a side gig, a side hustle. Mm -hmm. yeah, I could, I could speak that. <laughs> uh, it, it was, uh, he had a, a Rolls Royce dealership. Is his side hustle? Yeah, he's gonna roll Royals, roll that roll, 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 roll. He's, he sells them. Those he sold, he sold seems, them on the side. That seems like a first hustle. Oh no. yeah, yeah. 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 It seems like one of those like no. you put those at the top of he the was, resume. He, on that. he was uh, he was a wheeler dealer. Jeez. Um, yeah, and uh, he sold one to get this again. Here comes that word dentist. He sold one to a dentist in <laughs> Edmonds, <laughs> and he told me to find a way to ship it there. Oh, and I came back with all these quotes from from companies that do that sort of thing, mm -hmm. and he didn't like it. He, he thought it was too much money, so he said, "Look into getting a rental truck." Oh, so sure enough, I found a rental truck, and then I volunteered to drive it up there. Smoking the Bandit, yeah. going across go. straight yeah. lines with mm -hmm. propane and propane accessories. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was actually it was actually a Bentley, so that was okay. that's in the same family. Okay, uh, and it was a Roadster, so it was basically a convertible. 
Wait, so you hauled propane in a Bentley? No, 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 no. Oh. I just hauled the Bentley. Oh, okay, okay. It was just the Bentley. Okay. In in an oversized truck, kind of like a U-Haul. Oh, okay, okay. That makes way more sense. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So. Holy shit. So anyway, uh, I volunteered to take it up there. Yeah, that'd be fun. I'm I'm paid my regular wages, uh, and and I didn't have to drive it back. Uh, He flew. He flew. Up one of our regular truck drivers up to bring it back. Nice. He didn't trust the regular truck drivers to make the deal. Mm. Fair enough. When you're rolling with the Bentley, yeah. Well, get this. He's tell my boss is telling me Roy is his name. He says, "Okay, now you're going to collect in cash." <laughs> wow. The sale. Every time a boss has told me that, I get a piece. Like that's the way, <laughs> that's the way it rolls. Like it was, if I'm collecting in cash, then I'm keeping some of it. it. Either that or disappearing with it. Right. It was $30,000 in Man, cash. There's a reason it's in cash. Wow. And I was living in a cheap apartment. Linda and I were just first married. We were living in a cheap apartment. And I'll tell you. The evil thoughts that went through my mind. I'll yeah. Tell you. No, those aren't evil thoughts. Those just, are just normal human yeah. thoughts, right? <laughs> just there, disappear. You know, keep, you know, <laughs> leave the cannoli. T- no, leave the gun. Take, take the cannoli. The cannoli. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of guns, when I told him about the $30,000 uh, car mm-hmm. there, I said, you know, people break into these trucks all the time. He says, well, stay close by. So if you hear something, and then he handed me a pistol. Oh, shit. Yeah, that was some kind of drug deal. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, I, 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 Justin. I love your father-in-law, but I don't know what you smuggled across a border to wherever this guy was. The part he left out of the story is that he was told not to look in the trunk. Yeah, there you go. He's <laughs> all the, the car is not worth that much. He's but just, don't look in the trunk. Don't look in the trunk. I didn't look in the trunk. Well, of course I not. I wasn't. I was because you're still here. We see yeah. this. <laughs> but, the, but the weird part of it was that the I had to meet the guy at the, at SeaTac that was going to take the truck back to to Seattle. Yeah, not back to L.A. And uh, so I didn't give him the thirty thousand dollars. That wasn't part of the deal. He didn't know about that. Yeah, but I gave him the pistol. Because I, oh, okay. I couldn't check into the airline Fair uh, enough. with yeah, a pistol. Yeah, yeah. Even then, you still couldn't just no. carry a pistol. With no. You. Well. I don't think they had. I don't think they had metal detectors. They might have had X-rays. Maybe. Yeah, but if you suddenly walk onto a plane and they're like, "Hey, what's that?" and you're like, uh, "What's pistol? that bulge?" Yeah. Anytime uh, you have I'm, to pass off a pistol, it is borderline. Come on, this right? is gray area world. And then at the Come same point, now. with like 30 G's in cash, they're going to ask questions. Best not to have those. Uh, those even come up at that point uh, with a gun. I love it. <laughs> Fantastic. Is this all your money, sir? Yes. Yes, it is all your money. Is this your pistol? It is now. It is now. <laughs> no, it is not. Yeah, I mean, why do you have that? I don't de- know. Definitely the IRS would want to know about that. Straight up. Cash transactions. told them about it. So coming up here, <laughs> then coming back down, did you just uh, speak of the wonders of uh, I was, Washington? I, yeah. I uh, We took the ferry over to uh, Kingston, Edmonds, mm-hmm. Kingston. Yeah, the Edmonds, Kingston. So we spent, we had like, you know picnic on the beach and nice. uh i was really only there for like one day one night so but everything i saw and it was kind of like gray okay so they didn't show wet. off it didn't like it showed the majestic you know summertime or anything like that no. which will usually if someone comes here to vacation here that'll show that that'll sell them and then everyone will get the gray for eight months out eight of the year months. Yeah. eight yeah. months <laughs> <laughs> no no those are those bright sunny beautiful days 
in my family, we refer to them as Chamber of Commerce days. <laughs> that's <laughs> days exactly that's exactly what you want yeah. as a Chamber of Commerce to tell Snack people. It's like this that. all the time. Yeah, it's always like this. Yeah. yeah. So then Linda went up. Okay. And um, uh, I got to watch Michelle. No, no, she took. No, she didn't take Michelle that time. Um, we drove up with her mother, my mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. And Michelle and Linda, we drove all the way up, spent a week, and drove back down. So that was the first time Linda saw all this stuff. And then, then I put Linda on a plane to go visit just her sister, like a year later after that. And uh, that's that's the point at which we synchronized and said, you know, let's move to Washington. That is awesome. And then you spent, I mean, you've been up here for quite a while now at this point in time. Uh, moved here in uh, 81. 81. Okay, so, wow. I didn't realize it had been that long. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, I mean, my wife's been up here that long. And was, it was Bothell when you guys first lived, we right? didn't. We didn't live in the city limits. At the time, we lived in unincorporated Snohomish County. Okay. But our post office and our, our post office address said Bothell. Bothell, and that's where the Bothell Bill comes from. Bothell Bill. <laughs> it wasn't taken, so I, I grabbed it for Gmail. <laughs> so oops, you, oops, everybody knows how to send me an email now. There you go. You can oh, talk no. about the cool, fun stuff now. <laughs> but also, I mean, at that point, you didn't change your name to uh, Anderson Island Bill when you moved. No, <laughs> I didn't. Um, no. Nope. <laughs> you guys uh, recently moved back down to Anderson Island, and uh, uh, having had the chance to uh, sell your home and move and retirement has gotten you to a smaller place that is on the island and it's nice because you're closer to us we're in tacoma so it's kind of fun to be able to uh, hang out a little bit more with that when it comes down to that um it's also fun just the simple fact of going over to anderson island itself because it's you are fairly close to the city but you are once you step on that ferry and then you step off and go to the island you are so far away from civilization really like it's it's serene, it's quiet, other than maybe the occasional airplane going overhead. And it is a really kind of a, 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 I don't know if it's so much of an unknown paradise, but it is a nice, nice, quiet place to relax. We have very few incidents where we hear sirens. Yeah. We have a fire department. Which is uh, useful, especially during this time. Like, yeah. Especially during the summer and last summer and... Probably but they all do, future summers. They, they do mostly medical calls. Because mm-hmm. we are, uh, I represent the d- demographics. Yeah. Uh, you know, mostly retired people. Mostly retired. Or I know some people who just have, much like you had before, like uh, uh, you had the lot, but there's plenty of people who have a, a second or vacation type home or getaway yeah. home. Yeah. Uh, a good friend of, uh, of uh, Michelle and I's, uh, Jen. She uh, actually lives very close to you and actually have... Jennifer. Yeah, Jennifer. Yeah, I know her. Yeah, you've had a chance to commiserate with her as well. And I don't know. I know that when you um, were were living in Bothell, you had done some stuff with the community, being a council member. Yes. And doing some of those things. Have you kind of... Have you tried to ingratiate yourself in the Anderson Island community in that sort of way? Or how does the community kind of work about in, on a in a small community? Like well, we this? don't we don't have any government because we're not a city. We're not oh. we're not incorporated. Okay. So the the government who's officially in charge is the Pierce County Council. All right. Okay. Um, but sort of uh, the forum is uh, multiple Facebook groups 
Mm, okay. I, I even have my own Facebook group. Really? Yeah, Anderson Island Foodies. Oh, okay. Doing all the foodie stuff. Yeah. Do you hold? Uh, do you like do cooking stuff? Like you get everyone to get uh, get together and you make something fancy for everyone. Well, right now it's sort of on an individual basis. People uh, cook something, take a picture of it, post it, describe what's in it, mm-hmm. you know, and just kind of get people interested in trying other things. Fair enough. So, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, it just seems like I mean after obviously like with the last year. Uh, getting together and doing things haven't haven't been uh, at the forefront, so you haven't been able to do anything along those lines. So yeah. that makes sense. But um, yeah, no, it, it it like you called it serene. Um, I will tell people when I meet them and I say, you know, where Anderson Island is, and they, most of them say no. But I say some people will tell me that it's a beautiful place. I say, yeah, it's quiet. Uh, what's interesting is there will be days that I see more deer. In cars, because I live on a little side street, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and you're right off of the uh, golf course there. I am. I am. And I can walk out my back gate and be on the golf course, which is actually very nice, nice. because right across the way is an outhouse. So <laughs> it's when, a real bathroom. It is a real bathroom. It is an absolute real bathroom. It's got a functioning uh-huh. toilet and it's got um, toilet paper and a sink and a sink. <laughs> and um, I am polite enough to use that one when I need to use a restroom when I'm visiting their house. Oh, because I don't want I mean, I don't want to destroy their own house. <laughs> like it's, you got to be polite when it comes down to that sort of thing. Well, when we have visitors, uh, because there's only one bathroom inside you know, the house, um, you have to coordinate with people. Like, if you want to take a shower, you don't just lock the door and take your shower. People are going to be, when are you going to be out of there? Yeah, right. Yeah. So, no, uh, that, that's one of the interesting things. We have a two-bedroom, one-bath house, 1,000 square feet, which is what we were looking for. Mm-hmm. We were looking all over Puget Sound, but we had sort of various different things on our list that, that the house had to have. Mm-hmm. And actually, this house did not have everything on the list, but it had enough on the list. And the price was just spectacular for awesome. what, for what yeah. we were getting. And uh, so we we did not go to Polsbo or Port Orchard or mm-hmm. a number of other communities. And some communities we couldn't even go to because we wanted to stick with our health care plan. Oh, yeah. And you have to be in the right area for that. And right. So that kind of helps. I mean, you do have to make the excursion off the island and it's judged by the ferry system but it it can be um it can be problematic trying to yeah match our schedule with the ferry to their schedule what's open uh i know that's um i have had exactly one meltdown uh mm-hmm. when trying to just get something ju- trying to get something off i've had many <laughs> meltdowns but in re- relation to the ferry system in anderson island oh, okay. and to the credit you were the one driving so I think it helped, but the tide was so low, and we had rented a trailer. Oh, that. Yeah, when we were moving, I think what it was the, the it's the, a table and chairs. Yeah, it was a table Kitchen, and chairs. Uh, the dining room table that you got an insane deal. Like you got it for it free. Was free. It was for free because people on the island wanted to get rid of it, and usually you would just trade it off to somebody else on the island. Yeah, and well, nobody wanted it, so he was just going to take it to the dump. Bill mastermind and realized that as a uh, new homeowners we needed a table and chairs he's like hey you want this and i was like yes yeah absolutely i actually got from that same person i think three tables and chairs are you serious um clearing out the entire house so so, um 
So Travis has been making ukuleles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and and these were really nice wood, like cherry and, you know, good wood. Mm-hmm. And so they weren't good as tables anymore. But, you know, it's wood. So, so now they're ukuleles. Yeah. They have a second life. <laughs> That's, That's kind of cool. Though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But so we ended up loading up all this stuff onto a trailer and the tide was so low that the trailer couldn't get on the ferry. They wouldn't even let us try. They wouldn't they, even let wow. us try. So they were they literally they're letting ones on. We were in line and they're like, no, no, you can't. And I they was said, like, pull out a line, come back later. Yeah. And I was like, that's a lie. That's BS. I don't believe that. <laughs> and I was, we're no heavier than two cars. Right. And it, but it was uh, just. The the, the, the the angle because yeah, hit. because the trailer hit. no 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 it's the it's the dock itself the dock oh, floats yeah. going on so when the, the tide yeah. goes down the dock starts becoming very steep and then when it gets to the boat it the boat is not steep so there's this so it v's, there's this oh, angle basically. there's this angle problem mm-hmm. and so they have to evaluate like if you're a truck with lift gate lift uh, lift what is it called the lifts. The lifts of yeah, the yeah. wheels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're a truck with like a high center of yeah. uh, gravity, okay, no problem. It, but uh, the like trailers a, like, and everything and the U-Haul Or a large RV with, you know, mm-hmm. they look at them and go, you're not going to make it on. Because they've been that down that path. Yeah. And they've, been, they've been burned before. They yeah. don't want to get stuck there either, right? Because then at that point, they, everybody's screwed. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have to wait for the tide to come up to get them off. Because <laughs> and that that's, was going to be like four because hours. Because <laughs> if you were going to try to bring over like a heavy-duty uh, tow truck, yeah, that's the thing that it rides on. Mm-hmm. Okay? And if it's not going anywhere, yeah. you can't... <laughs> Everything is based off of the ferry system, so you it's couldn't crazy. screw it. But of course, me and I was like, I don't believe this at all. And if I would, if he, if you weren't driving, I would have just been. I'm gonna sit here. No, nobody gets to do anything. I would have <laughs> straight. Up, I was in such a bad mood about that that I would have pulled a Karen. Like I would have just sat there. It's like I don't believe you. You're gonna let me on, or no one else is gonna get on. Now there would have been an incident. Now there's another way that that wouldn't have worked for you because the uh, Pierce County Sheriff's Department parks. Uh, oh yeah, parks a car there. And they just take a helicopter over, yeah, and like drop this, off the cops, and then yeah. put, put you in shackles and put you on the helicopter, which you said you didn't want to be on. Yeah, I don't want to do that. So that's actually good to know. I didn't know about that. So that's good. Yeah. Um, we did talk about the fact that Anderson Island, Anderson Island is a very interesting place, but uh, we talked about the campsites. Um, but also they have um, one or two restaurants. Well, um in in the true definition, I guess if you buy food that you can eat, you know, cooked food, it's a restaurant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> By that definition, McDonald's is a restaurant. Well, yeah, yeah. I would call McDonald's a restaurant. Okay. Sure. So we have a general store, and they've got some grab-and-go. Okay. And a little bit of hot food, but not a lot. And then next door, <laughs> sorry, and next door, they have a, probably, they call it a cafe you could think bistro. Okay, as yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Small that has like when we had tables in there, they had like hmm. they could seat maybe twelve people total. Well, they might have tables now. Not yet. Oh, okay. Not yet. And hmm. I said, why aren't there, why aren't you opening up the tables outside? Because they have picnic tables with you know mm-hmm. uh, shade. They haven't done it yet. Uh, but then the, the star of the restaurant business on the hmm. island is a uh, uh, one on. Uh, 
a gigantic freshwater lake. Ooh. It's gorgeous. Oh, it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Have you seen it since it's been remodeled? I have not seen it since it's remodeled. Uh, the last time we went was, you know, the before times. And uh, we had gone for a pretty fantastic brunch uh, and hung out there for a little bit. What was the name of the place? Lake, Sh- lake Shore. Lake Shore. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And because, uh, I mean, it's on the shore of a lake. So. Lake Shore. Yeah, it makes sense. But you know, you know what the locals call it? No. It's the Riv. The Riv? The Riv. Because the name of the uh, housing development is the Riviera Community Club. Oh, you're right. Okay, and yeah. So, it, so they don't want to say Lakeshore. I guess it takes too much effort to say Lakeshore. <laughs> uh, so they say Riv. But they remodeled rib. that? The Riv. Oh, yeah. Extensively. Like oh, nice. Used to be when you walked in, there was this dirty, dingy, dark bar mm-hmm. just yep. inside the I door. That. Yeah, That's yeah, gone. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just moved, though. Now it's yes. on all the way around and... You know, has it uh, in the area that uh, sitting there and having a drink? You've got a beautiful view of the lake now. Oh, that's beautiful! And they took the deck uh, that was there and left it alone, and then they added on about three times that amount of deck on the side. Oh, wow! Okay, so, so a lot of room to show that off. Yes, that's a fantastic place. Yeah. The food was good. Like I really liked the food when we went there. Yeah. So I'll have to go back there and uh, check that out. I have I've had fish and chips in a lot of places, and I've got to tell you, these guys make a good fish and chips. It's really uh, nice. It's a wet batter version of it with a Guinness in the batter. Oh, Ooh. nice! Yeah. Like that, like yeah, that. You style. got me there. Yeah, like, and mm. and they do it. They cook it just right. It's done, but it's still juicy. And uh, yeah, that's my favorite. That's awesome. I'll I give love- you. I'll give you a tip though. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, if you don't have any place to put it, if you're not Big eater in any meal like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, for like fifteen dollars, you get three pieces of fish, little bits, little cup of uh, coleslaw, and your choice of potatoes like French fries or tater tots. Ooh, I like tots. However, yeah. if you don't, if you if you've eaten that before and realize that three pieces for fifteen dollars is just overkill, people don't even finish it sometimes. Pretty much, yeah. You can eat off the kids' menu. <laughs> which is what I do. So for six seventy five, I get all the rest of that but short one piece of fish. That sounds, and it's just right. That sounds like that's a perk from living there because they know you. They're yep. like, no. yeah, we're going to let you do that. No, there. no, you can order off the kids' menu, anybody. Just ask for it. They're going to look at you like, you're not a kid. No, they, they'll take any money they can get. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I kind of get that. Kinda that's probably that. true. Yeah. I love some of the fun stuff about Anderson Island, too, because when... Um, one of the first times we went there, um, there's a community garden that um, Linda's been a part of. Yes. Um, but, like, right next to that also is a an old historical cabin that serves also as a, a museum for the island. It is It is the original homestead house for the Anderson, not the Anderson family, the Johnson family. Okay. okay. <laughs> By the way, I have a story to tell about Anderson, the name. Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, Captain Wilkes came up on a on a mapping uh, exploration of the West Coast and entered uh, Juan de Fuca at 1841. I double-checked this because if I'm going to be <laughs> called on it, I want to get it right. Uh, 1841, he brought in his armada, like six ships, mm-hmm. in, and uh, realized that he uh, uh, needed some stuff. So he already knew that Fort Nisqually yeah. was already there. Mm-hmm. And I think it was part of the Hudson Bay Company. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, he took he took his guys there, and 
the commander of Fort Nisqually, Nisqually uh, helped him out. Oh, it wow. Okay. Gave him, gave him assistance, gave him supplies, whatever it was that he, why he went there, he helped him out. And so in return, Captain Wilkes named an island after <laughs> Commander, Commander Anderson. Well, that's how you show up. That's how you do that around here. It's yeah. like you just show up and you name something and that's what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that who's was this, that? Wow. Who's this Rainier guy? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> a guy who's never been to Rainier, by the way. Same thing. That Anderson... It was actually a Canadian, and he never did go to Anderson Island. How would you not go to an island that was named after I'm you? I'm not sure he knew. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like, that you know, they sent him an email or something. Right? I, you know what? That's funny. I mean, because I just wonder how much, because you can go to Fort Nisqually now. It's a historic area. It's a landmark down by a, a Point Defiance. I wonder if you can find out. Maybe they would know the side of that. It's like, hey, did, uh, did Commander Anderson ever uh, go to Anderson Island? And probably the people just stare at me like I was an like, idiot. What, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. what, be like, but you're didn't you know a up. thing? And they'd be like, yeah, I don't believe you. would be like, come on. And, <laughs> and as a matter of fact, I don't believe any part of the Armada, the uh, Captain Wilkes group mm-hmm. of ships. I don't think anybody set foot on the island. They just pointed at it. Well, they, like, this would be cool. They they cruised around it, mapped it, right, and left. Yeah, that sounds about fair. I mean, Eat, that's kind of what you leaves. do. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of panda explorers over here. And I mean, it's kind of interesting because uh, off of of Stillicum is where you catch the ferry to go to Anderson Island, mm-hmm. but also right. Not right next door, but there's a dubious uh, island next door to it called McNeil Island. And McNeil was another guy from Nisqually. Of course. Man, <laughs> how about that? I bet nobody told him that it was that island was named after him. Well, it probably had all that stuff happen afterwards. Uh, he probably was long gone before uh, McNeil Island turned into the uh, to what it is today. Which is a facility for convicted sex offenders. Yes, the like un... Uh, the worst... The worst of the worst. Yeah, the uh, un... I don't want to say unredeemable. It's not the right word, it, but... Incorrigible? I mean, yeah, it, the, the, the unfixable... No, I, I don't know. <laughs> what, whatever. The ones where you got to stick you on an island because you're probably the most likely to have... On an island? They have, How they bad have, is that? They have their own dock at Stillicum mm-hmm. next, next to the ferries, and they take over uh, all the workers. So figure it's a 24-hour prison. Yeah. So there's three shifts... So they're, you know, that boat is running, you know, yeah. several times a day. Um, supplies to McNeil come over on a barge, which uses the same dock as the as the ferry oh, boat. Okay, so you can still see those right there at and, the ferry terminal. And the visitors, uh, I think it's only on a weekend, uh, use that same boat to oh, get over okay. to get over and visit. And you'd see that whenever time you would take uh, in the ferries, you might see that one as well. It, you see it often enough. Yeah. You know, you get used to it. How do you, how have you been able to adjust to the, the fairy life? Like just having to kind of move your entire life around because a lot of people, uh, a lot of people who like live in Bremerton will have to take like the, the Bremerton ferry to Seattle and you have to adjust accordingly if you want to live that sort of life. How has yeah. it been for you on that? Most, mostly not a big deal. Um, on Wednesday, I had a doctor appointment, but I had to go to downtown Seattle. Jeez. For for minor surgery. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry, I didn't I know. know about you're that. here Wednesday. I know. It's like I didn't it just know. Happened. What the shit? Uh, minor Justin. surgery. <laughs> um, but you know, I had to, I had to take what was offered to me mm-hmm. because I also wanted to do another it, it, another dermatology appointment 
similar, not no surgery involved, but, you know, looking for skin cancer. And uh, so I had to take what was offered as a package. So, okay. So I checked yeah. it. I checked in for the first appointment at 10 and the next appointment wasn't until two. Oh, and they got the whole day and they got done at noon on the first one. So I had two hours to kill and I, I volunteered to go in early if you take me. <laughs> and they, he said, no, we'll do what we can. We're good. So it's just basically turning like everything that when you're getting off out is a day trip. You're just trying to fix everything that you possibly can. Okay. Into so, that. so let's see now. We, when we got off the ferry, we went to a bakery to pick up dessert for tonight's uh, Ooh. a really good bakery. Where'd you go? A delish in Stillicum. Okay. Um, so then we went there. Then Linda went to Dollar Tree. Uh, <laughs> I picked up breakfast at McDonald's. Oh yeah, the fine restaurant. Uh, I, you know, I just I d- didn't figure <laughs> I was going to get anything here. Yeah, uh, uh, we have <laughs> we have chips and we have some pizza. We got some yeah, great. We got a sausage fest from uh, Puget Sound Pizza. And you Actually, want me to eat on the <laughs> in front of this mic? Huh? I can't say we haven't before. I'm, I'm ready for a break. If ready you guys for a got, break? If you guys got a minute or two? Get yeah, your, get your drink. We'll right, keep rolling. Right, right. Keep rolling. Continue. The um, so anyway, the, the, the second half of that was after I got out of that second appointment, I had already made arrangements with Jennifer mm-hmm. to go to her house since I was like 20 uh, minutes away. Just good to hang out that sort of And uh, we were going to go to a uh, restaurant in her neighborhood that's touted very highly. Oh, okay. And we get I got the, I got off at uh, 3, got to her house by 3.30. We went to the restaurant at 3.30 and it was closed. And we had to look it up because it didn't say when they opened. Oh, geez. And so we don't know if they ever opened. But but I wasn't going to stick around because I had to get. You had now, to get back for the ferry. I had to get. I just had to get back to Tacoma. Oh, God. Yeah. And it was at, it was at four o'clock in the afternoon. You know what the traffic was like on a Wednesday at four o'clock? Yeah, you're you never, about an hour. You hour never, and a half. you never, you never do that. I don't do that because I get to do that in the mornings. Like I usually leave at like uh, noonish, like to avoid all of that. I'm not dealing with that traffic. I got out of my, uh, I left Jen's house at uh, four o'clock, and I got home at about quarter to seven. Jeez, you still are able to make the ferry though, right? Or well, there's just... there's ferries. They're, okay, they run okay. until ten o'clock at night. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, because that's probably the worst feeling. There, be like, oh, no, I'm just gonna have to get a Motel Six over here on the other side for uh, the night. After we went to Brogan's at Cosmic Bottle, mm-hmm. uh, we did stay in a motel. Did you in Dupont? Oh the, yeah, the, the resort capital of. <laughs> we used to i remember road tripping with my grandparents and we go through Stillicum through dupont um to avoid all of the i-5 crap uh this is way back in the day 20 30 years ago uh no, 40 no, no, 35 years ago fuck that god damn that's a long time but yeah it was that you just go through dupont it was just one road with trees that's all it was well you know it's it's part of the uh jblm uh what do we call it reservation yeah yeah the whole when you can see when you can see 12 foot high fences with razor wire on the top all of it, the you, way down you yeah. get the point yep it was like roll, <laughs> if you roll down uh down span away to roy and you hit that roy y and you go it's uh a straight shot to roy and if you take any turns you're suddenly on to army territory 
and they'll let you know a sign saying you shouldn't be on this road. And then I'm like, uh, I hate you, Google, because you told me to get on this road. And then we turned around and went the other way. Yeah, we had so, a, a pass guest ask us, have you guys been on JBLM? And I was like, no, no. I, I know where it is, but I've never I, been on it. I, I photographed two different weddings there. Really? Yeah, prior to this big, you know, there was no TSA. There was no Homeland Security at the time. You just I roll just, up through there? I just went to the to the guest relations or whatever it was it showed them my id and they logged me in and gave me a pass and i went and shot my wedding yeah, it was back in the day though yeah that shit doesn't happen like that no, no. Well, oh god no no it's, no it's no. like back in the day you could take your guests to the airport all the way to the gate yeah and see them to the gate now yeah. it's you drop them off and uh say hey have fun deal with it i think that the worst part of that is is going to meet people Right, mm-hmm. it's because you can't like we can't even go pick people up at the gate. Right? Have, have you seen the signs that people use to punk? You know, they're oh yeah, the people holding up like <laughs> this guy. This guy was picking up a friend of his, and he's not gay, and the guy that he's picking up wasn't gay, but he held up a big sign that says, "Chris, will you marry me?" Yeah, <laughs> or it's even the ones that would just be like, "Welcome back from prison, mommy," and it's like they get the little kid to sit it and uh, hold up the sign. Yeah. It's yeah. adorable. It's kids adorable. Do, kids do the darndest things. They do. <laughs> when you pop them up so, to do it. I'll, I'll tell you this much. Uh, talking about community now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So the whole almost 30 years I lived in Bothell, I probably knew by first name 10 people. I know probably 100 people now, and I've only been there four years. Wow. That's uh, is it just because everyone kind of needs to kind of rely on one another a little bit more because of the island atmosphere? You and the fact that you're more isolated than you're, not? you're trapped <laughs> away from the rest of civilization. Like, you have to count on your so, neighbor. So one of the things that I made myself available to you mentioned that I was technical, mm-hmm. techie. Yeah, I made that clear to people that I would do what I could to help them out, whether or not it's their phone, whether nice. or not it's their computer, whatever. I said, I'll be technical support for virtually anything, or at least I'll try. Yeah. And so that introduced me to a whole lot of really nice people. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And putting yourself out there uh, can help the community and, I mean, help yourself learn, you know, friends. And and when the the restaurant announced that they were almost ready to reopen, um, a community Facebook group, uh, I posted it out there going, now that they're redoing the building... What would you like to see redone with the menu? <laughs> oh, nice. And I got so many responses to that question that I realized we have a very active foodie group that isn't official. There's no foodie group. And so I started one. Nice. Just like that. Yeah. And so it's, 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 it's hanging in there. You know? It seems like a, 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 a fun, more tight-knit than not community, obviously by necessity that we just talked about. But just the fact that you're able to ingratiate yourself with them and just have that thing. It's like even the what uh, Michelle and I have been trying to do in our community on the east side. It's mm-hmm. learn your neighbors, um, find out, you know, what they're good at or not. And I make the joke of wanting to know, you know, which one of my neighbors is a doctor during the apocalypse. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it's not a total joke. Right. Who, who are the nurses? <laughs> well, that's, yeah. that's, that's the only one left who's not bleeding. You're, <laughs> you're, you're, Talking about that, I always thought about uh, in the apocalypse, people are going to seal themselves into whatever to mm-hmm. protect themselves from stuff. And I'd be knocking on the door and they'd say, 
what skill set do you bring that we could use? Right. And then you have that entire list. Of <laughs> no, 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 no. One, one thing. What? I know how to ferment stuff and make alcohol. There you go. <laughs> yep. yep. Oh, come right in. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and you've been doing you've been doing some wine stuff also on the island itself, right? I just wanted to get back into it to see how our raspberries, because Linda grew what seventy pounds worth of raspberries yeah. last year. Last year. Wow. wow. Yeah. Year. And um, so I made wine out of out of some of those. And then we have uh, an apple orchard at the farm. When I say the farm, it's the historical farm, mm-hmm. the the Johnson. And so uh, whenever the apples are ready, we have an apple squeeze. Ooh, fun. And so there's fresh, unfiltered, unpasteurized apple juice, apple cider. Mm -hmm. So we bought two gallons. Linda Linda put hers on the countertop Mm. and let it just do its own thing. Because it will, because it's not pasteurized. It will Mm -hmm. just ferment. alcohol, yeah. I learned the hard way on that. Bring me back around and I'll I'll tell you about that story. Me, on the other hand, I took it and I made apple wine, which is a different process. Interesting. I've never heard of apple wine. Well, if you consider that most apple cider by itself, what Linda made, Mm -hmm. would probably be like 3% alcohol. Yeah. Mine was 12. Mm. Wow. You're making the good stuff. Damn. Yeah. All right, I need some of that apple wine. Yeah, <laughs> the raspberry. Apple try wine. the raspberry too. We have, I think we still have some at the house. Oh, okay. Well, if, okay. if not, I want some more. I mean, seventy pounds of <laughs> raspberries. I know that we had some of the frozen raspberries. Now, back to my disaster. We went when we lived in Southern California. We went up uh, in Yucaipa, which is outside of San Bernardino, and they had a big farm, big orchard mm-hmm. there, and that was the place to go. When the apples came in, I went up there and I bought a case of gallon bottles of okay apple cider, freshly squeezed, unpasteurized, mm-hmm. unfiltered. Uh, but by the time we got home, it was bedtime, so I stuck them in the garage and went to work. When I got home from work the next day, they had all exploded. Oh, oh no! Because I didn't loosen the caps. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's kind of disappointed. Yeah. I mean, when everything just is painted with apples and then now smells like that and you don't get to... I yeah, know. What a sticky mess, right? <laughs> well, at least it was the garage. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. So there's that. anywhere else, I would have sucked ass. And, you know, it's, it's funny about that house where we had the garage. Uh, we had a pool table in there and had a nice party. But one of the things that made me, like... Twist the screws going, I want this house, Linda. I want this house. It had a dark room. And Ooh. doing the photography. And you yeah. did the photography for quite a while. Uh, I like to say that I was professional for 50 years. For 50 years? Yeah, because I was 16 when I turned professional. Uh-huh. I was in high school. My biology teacher knew the photography teacher. So the biology teacher came over to the photography teacher and says, you got anybody good enough to, to do a wedding? Talk about cheap. God, yeah, right? <laughs> and, uh, and the photography teacher said, just one. Talk to Bill. Wow. I couldn't even drive there. To and the did someone, someone else drive you there? Yeah, and I shot it in black and white. And I developed it all in a, in a dark room. Uh, my parents uh, built a small dark room in their garage. Wow. So I go way back. Yeah, really kind of facilitating. It's, it's all really, that. it's really funny 
because all I had at first was black and white. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much. I mean, the color existed, but it was terrible for for prints. Yeah. Slides were a big deal, you know. Slides oh, yeah, and slide, slide projectors. Show, yeah. Uh, but but color print. Uh, if you've ever seen them, they just don't. They didn't last from that time frame. You know, the late '60s, early '70s. Uh, so I did it in black and white, and so I did this. I did then the color got better, and I started doing my weddings and portraits in, in color, and uh, the uh, then people, younger people, were coming to me and going, "Oh, can you do black and white? Yeah, it's retro." <laughs> <I'm> going, <laughs> Yeah, I can, can do, I? I can do, I, and now with digital, mm-hmm. you take the picture and you decide how you want to print it. Exactly, yep. yeah. Color or black and white. I know. Just seeing the technology go from where you started to where it is now has to be kind of mind-boggling. At the at the transition stage for me to go digital, I didn't trust digital. Fair enough. Uh, so I had all the digital equipment packed for the wedding, and I had all the analog packed. For the wedding, <laughs> and so I had a backup plan just in it's case. Like, it's like NASA, mm-hmm. you know, gotta have a backup plan. <laughs> yeah, and so it took a while before I, you know, trusted it. Were you able? Uh, were you able to shoot around in Washington? Did you did you do weddings in Washington? A lot. Okay. Do you did you have a, a favorite place that you have shot? Whether it be just maybe the party or just the the scenic uh, the scenic view mm. or any of those? Yes. Um, the columbia tower club oh like the Colum- at the top of yeah, the columbia the top tower. of the columbia tower there's a private pri- wow, yeah. private club up there and i was lucky because i was working it but oh my god that yeah, the, the view from up there yeah that's fantastic it's oh, wow. amazing and, and i it, haven't been up that high up there but well there's a observation deck yeah a little high a little halfway up or something yeah yeah i've been to the observation but like, i don't know if i've been to it's the weird when you're up there on the top watching the tops of the helicopters go by <laughs> <laughs> you're going i'm higher than the helicopter that is one of the weddings that much. i did when i when i arrived it was a sunday afternoon when i arrived i parked you know street parking was available i was i parked but it was snowing no it was raining mm-hmm. and i got my stuff and i got in the elevator and i went up to the Columbia Tower Club, it was snowing up there. Hmm. Wow. That's how much elevation difference there was. Wow. Yeah. That's that's a brain. That's that pretty cool. Me. Yeah, that's super cool. But I've I've had a lot of I've had a lot of nice places. Um very impressive is St. James Cathedral. Where's that? Uh that's downtown Seattle. Oh, okay. Okay. That's the that's Catholic, the big one. Catholic okay, yeah. The... Twin Spires. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh I did uh I did a wedding at Roach Harbor. Roach Harbor? <laughs> or was it or was it the other one? I don't know what Roach Harbor is. Now I got to look up Roach Harbor because that's actually entertaining. Well, that's in that's in the uh, San Juans. Okay. Why are they called Roach Harbor? And then but the, oh, you because know it's why. It's not R O H. But you know what? If you google R O A C H, it still comes out and it shows you where it is. Yeah, but seriously, Bill, thank you so much for spending some time with us. this has been fun just to kind of learn a, a your history but also how it incorporates washington and especially anderson island like i love the fact that you loved it so much that you ended up being able to move down there and uh stake out a stake stake out a life out down there um we have been very happy there um and, you know there's no buyer's remorse there 
That's awesome. And I mean, people can still go check out the island and go see it whenever they want to and see and kind of do the, a little bit of a tourist thing and kind of well, see some of that stuff. Yeah. A little bit there. Yeah. So uh, the, the county is going to put in a uh, kayak boat launch, which oh. will be public. Okay. Keep in mind that the amenities from the planned community are only for members mm-hmm. and their guests. Yes. Um, so no person and not mm-hmm. me or Bill. <laughs> but once they do that i'm sure that we'll see a lot more kayaks on the on the ferry that'll be fun to see all of that or why do you need a boat launch it's only like four miles from stillicum uh, yeah that was uh one of uh one of our past guests was talking about uh to doing a bunch of those tours and getting on a boat not maybe not a kayak um, right. <laughs> so much a little bit of a bigger boat on that one when he's doing it but yeah and going and touring around i think he knew somebody from the island so they were able to hang out there with that i didn't mean to interrupt you i think you're getting ready to kick me out uh we are finishing it off but yes thank you for segueing that back uh seriously though thank you so much for spending some time with us uh talking about anderson island how awesome it is i think people should check out anderson island um become a member so you can go camping there and uh, hang out and uh, i know that i have stayed at an airbnb there I don't know how much the community likes that sort of thing but well, uh they uh, it's, i did for a it's, weekend it's controversial um, what I'll say to people is, uh, if you wanted to buy a lot, a building lot, that's mm-hmm. not on the golf course or the view of the water or whatever, they go for as little as $3,000. Really? Yeah. Wow. Now the problem is trying to find a builder that's going to build you a house. Hmm. You can uh, just like 3d print houses now. So I think that would be, <laughs> yeah, just a couple of storage containers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Your, a couple uh, storage your, containers. your house NFT. <laughs> it exists online it's fine it's fine um if people want to get a hold of us they can do so by uh well if you go to gridcitypodcast.com you can find out all information you can send us emails at info at gridcitypodcast but you can also find all of our social media um you can hop on our discord channel and when usually when jeff's around and he's doing a better uh job of uh, telling everyone when we're podcasting you can listen to us live. Yeah, Jeff's good at that. Jeff's really good at that. He also does a lot of our social media and takes a lot of pictures and stuff. So yeah, he's really good. I miss him a really lot. really good at that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get him back doing all of that. But uh, you can find out all of our stuff there. You can look at the show notes for all of our notes because Becca makes amazing notes if you find all of our links um, to get a hold of all of our stuff. And even our Patreon, patreon.com slash gritcitypodcast. Uh, like I mentioned before, as little as a book, you get access to all of our old episodes and you get access to some, again, stuff that Jeff does, all of his yeah. graphic art, his t-shirts, stuff that people have turned into wall hanging posters and some amazing, amazing things there. So anyway, you can support us. The Patreon goes back to, uh, us so we can do some fun stuff like, uh, equipment buying equipment's always fun Word. but also we're going to be going to uh, spokane and doing some live stuff very soon we're going to be uh, heading out to buddy boy farms yes I'm very excited. excited for that yep. because uh go back and listen to that podcast episode where we had it over at jeff's house uh a really really fun time with them and uh, we're going to go back and uh, we're going to go see how the uh Well, it's not sausage, but how the sausage is made. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening. And until next time, stay gritty. You've been listening to the Grit City Podcast. Check them out at gritcitypodcast.com. Grit City Podcast.